on KXNO. The Chiefs take an NFL best five-game win streak into Sunday's game against the Chargers, the second of three games in a row against division opponents. The Colts say quarterback Anthony Richardson will undergo season-ending shoulder surgery. Doctors believe it's the only way to properly treat the injury. The Rangers hold a two-games-to-none lead over the Astros as the AL Championship Series shifts to Arlington for Game 3 tonight. Max Scherzer will oppose Christian Javier on the mound. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's time for the Urology Center of Iowa Audio Cut of the Day. Two up, two down. Six in a row for Kelly. Back to the top of the order now in Schwarber. And he sends Allen to right, hit deep. Carroll turns, and it's gone! A line drive home run. Kyle Schwarber is second in his many games. Set up your vasectomy appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa at 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. All right, now we're number two. That was Brian Anderson on the call last night. Thought the uh, second home run of the series was good. Wait till the third one. <laughs> that <laughs> Just one keep stacking them on top, doesn't he? Holy mackerel, did he ever. Uh, good stuff there. All right, let's get our buddy Matt Snyder in here, cbssports.com. He joins us. Uh, to help us out, your bets, by the way, Matt Snyder, good to speak with you. You're, you're on a heater now when it comes to betting these playoffs. You're on quite a run. Uh, thanks to Trey Turner being on quite a run. I'm just piggybacking off of that. But uh, it, it's funny that last year in the second game of the Cardinals-Phillies series, I just thought, you know, Bryce Harper had a good swing in his last at-bat last night. I like Bryce, and I bet on Bryce. And then he got really, really hot, and I started betting on him every time. And uh, this year I thought, okay, I'm going to try to zero in on somebody who I could have a similar run with. And I just thought Trey Turner was so hot in the last two months of the season. He's in that cushy second spot in the lineup between Schwarber and Harper. Probably going to get a lot of pitches to hit. But, I mean, there's no way I would have thought that he was going to get this Mm. ridiculously hot. He's hit every single time. So it's been really fun. Really has, and for the Phillies, up to nothing. Do you give the Diamondbacks any chance? They got to win four out of five now. They'll get three of those games at home if it would get to that point. But is this thing over? Yeah, yeah. It's, mm. I mean, it's. I, I I had Phillies in five going into the series. I just think the Diamondbacks aren't that good of a team. They just got hot at the absolutely right time, and sometimes that can carry you all the way to the World Series or whatever. But most of the teams that are able to do that have a lot more talent than the Diamondbacks do. They're just not deep enough or talented enough. And speaking of teams being hot at the right time, the Phillies, this is the best they've played all year. And they're built for the postseason, and they have a lot more talent. So, you know, you get what we had last night. And that wasn't pretty, 10-zip. You know, and uh, I read your piece this morning. I did not remember this, but uh, it was. it's an interesting little nugget, and it's trending in the direction of Rangers and Phillies, and how home field advantage is going to be determined <laughs> goes back to the first three days of the regular season wow. when they opened the, se- uh, the se- season against each other and the Rangers swept them. I didn't remember that, Matt Snyder. Well done. Well, thanks. <laughs> and it's funny. Remember, uh, the Phillies jumped out to a lead uh, in, in that one. They jumped all over Jacob DeGrom, which is funny. This seems like a different season when you talk about really? it being that long ago. They jumped all over Jacob DeGrom early. Thought, oh, man, here we go. 
but then the Rangers bats completely woke up, and then they blew them out the next day. Then they had a pitcher's duel win in the third day, and just like that, they were 3-0. and The Phillies were 0-3, and that is how home field would be determined in the World Series should it be the Rangers and Phillies. Another twist off of that is the Rangers were the road team in the wild card round. They were the road right. team in the ALDS, they're the road team in the ALCS, but then they could get home field. Well, they will. If they win, regardless, they'll be the home team in the World Series. <laughs> That's just absolutely wild. And, well, we know that these LCSs, both uh, sides, no team over 90 wins in the regular season, and yet here we are. Well, the more compelling, even though it's also 2 nothing at this point, is over on the other side as the series makes its way over to Dallas-Fort Worth and the Rangers' home stadium. And you go with the Bulldog with Max Scherzer starting at the top. What do you anticipate to see out of him this start? We know just what a warrior he is on the bound, but going out there, hasn't pitched in a really long time. What do you expect? Well, you know, there's two different scenarios here. Um, Number one is Bulldog, Max Scherzer takes the ball, goes out and throws really well, probably gives five innings. Uh, maybe even keeps the Astros off the scoreboard there. Maybe a little similar to he couldn't even walk. He couldn't even get out of bed for Game 5 of the World Series in 2019. But then come Game 7, he went out and he just gutted his way through it. Uh, the other mind is he's he's up there in age. There's so much mileage on his arm. He only threw 69 pitches in that simulated game last week, so it's not like he's completely built up. Hasn't had, had work back on the mound. Last time he saw the Astros, which was in Arlington, they had seven runs and three innings off of him. Uh, the Astros are a much better hitting team on the road this season for whatever reason. You could totally see him getting shelled. I'm inclined to lean toward the latter. I think they're going to knock him around. Mm. If indeed it is 2-1, what, uh, yeah. what, where, where do we go from there? Because the Astros are such a good road team, as you mentioned. I mean, they're, uh, what, 51 uh, of their wins this year came away from yeah. home. What what do we expect uh, if if indeed the Astros get today? Do they is it uh, would you fall off your chair if we're become a best of three after uh, game four? No, not at I all. I wouldn't either. I think that's entirely plausible. Um, I could see this going seven. I've got Rangers in six. I think they can get at least one at home and then probably close the Astros out in Minute Maid Park to complete the theme of the season, which is hmm. at some point not being able to win at home is going to bite you. Um, but I could see it going seven. I do think the Rangers are still going to win. Getting those two in Houston to start the series before they play three at home, it's hard for me to see them losing a series after after doing that. What Alvarez is doing is just absolutely incredible. He has put this team on his back, leading them into the ALCS. What more can be done, though? It's They need a little bit more. They had the deep run in Game 2, got back into it at 5-4. But who else do you think has an ability to step up here and get the Astros back into the series offensively? Well, it's got to be the holdovers, right? It's got to be, be Altuve, Redman, Jose Altuve, yeah. guys that we've seen do it a million times. Uh, but Kyle Tucker needs to do something. Yeah. He's been terrible in the playoffs. He was a very good hitter through most of the regular season. He's been one of the most important parts the last three years. So I kind of feel like Tucker is the one who really needs to step up. I mean, we've seen all the other guys have a good game. We've seen Jose Abreu at least in those the games in target field, start to look like the Jose Abreu of old. He had started to hit down the stretch. I think it's time for Kyle Tucker to step up and get some big knocks for them. Uh, do they come back? to do, do the Astros in Game 4, depending on what happens tonight, are they tempted to go to um, Verlander tomorrow in Game 4? Have you heard? No, I don't think so. No, okay. no. I, I, 
I think it's going to be Urquidy, especially Duke. after he threw well. He pitched so well. Good point. Twins. Yep. And I think they have a deeper rotation anyway. So I think that they want to lean on the strength of, hey, if you look at this series, is the Rangers really only had two starters, and they're hoping that Scherzer makes it third, whereas if, from the Astros' perspective, we've got four, and we're good to go with those guys, and they're proven in the postseason. And then I, I also think, I don't know about Verlander coming back from one to four when you can give him an extra day at his age. Sure. Uh, I, I would much rather wait until game five, so I think that's what they're going to do. All right, so let's play the hypothetical. Out. Say, say we get the Framber Valdez's turn in the rotation again. He's yeah. been awful. He's been brutal. Yeah. Do they pass him? The, the way they operate is they're absolutely going to leave him there. Huh. Um, it's, I mean, he, he, he was such a bulldog he was, last year in the yes. playoffs. So I, I think you've got to run him back out there and just be ready to have a quick hook which is not one of Dusty's specialties. He, him and Bochy right, yeah. are more like let the guy work out of the jam. And it, it worked for Bochy in, in game two with Evaldi because he was in that bases loaded, nobody out jam. So many other managers would have pulled the pitcher. Instead, Evaldi gets strikeout, strikeout, ground out to get out of it with no runs allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, Dusty and Bochy are both the old school guys who want their starters to keep getting out of their own trouble to go later. But I do feel like with the way Valdez has thrown ever since his no-hitter, he's been brutal at home. Uh, if he gets in trouble early, it's probably worth it to pull that quick hook and figure out your if you can. That would be game six. If that happens, pull the quick hook, figure out, see if you can win the game, and then maybe piecemeal game seven in a different way, which is to say, you know, maybe you have to bring Christian Javier in relief of Valdez in game six, in which case maybe you have to try to do something with or Katie for three innings in game seven, then figure it out. It doesn't matter if you put yourself behind the eight ball it, it, when you need to win game six in order to get to game seven because the game six loss means you're out anyway. Right, yeah. Got to get there. Right. And that's the only way that it's going to work. Hey, you brought up the managers in this series with Dusty Baker with the Astros and Bruce Bochy on the other side with the Rangers, the two oldest managers in baseball. In a day and age where we see guys in their 40s, just hell, 30s, just out of the league that are now yeah, managing analytics, teams. Baby, oh, analytics. absolutely. Here's your laptop. Go manage a baseball right. team. Isn't it great to see yes. a couple of old guys out there? It actually is. And I think the, the main thing for me is basically what I just talked about. Um, and I know sometimes you should be a little more aggressive on, on pulling pitchers. I, there are definitely times that it calls for it. But I feel like that my last remaining old school bone is, man, I liked it when starters always win at least mm-hmm. six or seven mm-hmm. instead of having a, a three-inning star. And I, I, with every fiber of my being, detest the opener. I just can't, <laughs> can't, cannot get on board with that. I want to get back to a world where the starting pitcher is the, the workhorse. And he was banged up a lot this year. He was inconsistent. And now, unfortunately, he's having surgery. But Sandy Alcantara in 2022 was one of my favorite seasons in recent memory just to see that workhorse with all those complete games. And when I talked to him about it at the All-Star game, to hear a pitcher say, I feel like my job is to finish the game. Like, so few guys actually feel like I, my job is to throw a complete game today. And uh, that I guess that's my, my last bastion of old-schoolness is uh, I love pitchers going deeper into games, and that just makes me love Bochy and Dusty and that they want to make their guys get deeper in the game. Love that uh, when the old guys stick around. Uh, so, so if we do get you know a five-game series in both of them, the World Series isn't going to move up, right? They're going to start next no, no, Friday, that's... game one, right? Correct. Yeah, yep. that's good. It's set. 
So that gives you a little bit of time. So well, long layoff, you know. Yeah, they're, here they're we all go. Screwed. <laughs> right, Matt? Yeah. I guess that the, what the a certain fan base would say, <coughs> Braves <coughs> would say, is that well, both teams have the same amount of off days, so it doesn't matter then. Yeah. Which I mean, if it really is that hard to come back and play baseball after five days off, wouldn't we be worried about the quality of play? And mm-hmm. that these are supposed to be two teams who look great, but now they're rusty. Um, you know, it's actually going to be good because then you can rest all your pitching arms if there's any, you know, in, any kind of bumps and bruises types. Players banged up. They have a few days to nurse those and get back to full health and hopefully be ready to go. Um, yeah, but I don't like it from the perspective of we get all ramped up for the playoffs, we start getting all this attention, and then we have like a five day cool down period. It's like, oh man, I think a lot of people like to. I know the ratings have been huge for the Rangers Astros series. I feel like you want to capitalize on that and keep going. Who's been the breakout? Every, every postseason, there's one. You know, guy on a roster that, uh, you know, he's a 230, 240 hitter, whatever. We don't know much about him, and then all of a sudden gets hot at the right time, and the, and the, and the country falls in love with him. Have we seen that guy yet this year? Um, I, I don't, I, when frame like that, I, I don't think so, but it, it's because he's a rookie. Evan Carter on the ring, yeah. I think, is having one of those, like, he just arrived. Maybe it's closer to... Uh, I was going to say Andrew Jones, but he hardly even played. He just hit the home run in the World Series when he was like 19. But you know, it, it's he only he only played 20-ish games in the regular season. He, he's a top prospect, but he wasn't one of those guys where uh, a Steven Strasburg, Bryce Harper level prospect where everybody watched his every move. And I think going into the playoffs, not a lot of people knew who he was, and he's been huge in the playoffs for the Rangers. So I think my pick on that one's Carter, even though it doesn't fit exactly uh, what you said. Maybe uh, Mitch Garver with the grand slam along mm-hmm. those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third baseman, what's his name? Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Josh he. Young. Yeah, he coming might, off the broken hand, right? From catching a baseball. The, the Rangers. The Rangers are the place to look on that. I think so, right? The Phillies yeah. had the, the Phillies had the deep run yep. last year, and a lot of their big guns. Everybody knows all about them. Well, as we make our way through things, Matt, there is an off-season that is right around the corner. Shohei Otani, that conversation, I'm sure, will dominate things. First, have you heard anything, any rumblings, anything out there at this point in time? And then secondly, what else is going to be going on? What are some of the big names, free agency, and the like that are going to be happening this off-season? Um, Otani, nothing concrete, but, man, I'd be surprised if it doesn't end up being the Dodgers. No. I, it just... It, it just makes so much sense on so many fronts. Um, in, in terms of the biggest free agents, uh, Aaron Nola, there are people already starting to talk, especially after the, the outing last night and how good he's been in the playoffs so far. Nola, he could not ag- agree to an extension with the Phillies last offseason, and while he loved being there, um, that they haven't agreed to an extension so far leads me to believe he's going to test free agency, and anytime somebody tests free agency... <laughs> They might go. I mean, look at Freddie Freeman. He has a lot stronger ties to Atlanta than it feels like Noel has the Phillies. So uh, you could definitely see him going. Got uh, Cody Bellinger out there, Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. Uh, off the top of my head, man, I haven't looked at this in a while. So I, <laughs> Those are the big guns. It's actually not that deep if you're looking at top-tier talent. Blake Snell, uh, Josh Hader. And uh, I do expect Juan Soto trade market to be a pretty big point mm-hmm. of discussion. I don't know if the Padres will trade him. I think they might want to run it back, but there will be plenty of talk. Matt Chapman's leaving Toronto. 
Oh, Chapman. Um, hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. That one's tough. It'll be interesting to see his market. Yeah. I mean, he's such a good defender. He but really he's so is. Inconsistent. Yep. Yeah. I don't think it's as big a market as, as uh, I thought it was going to be prior prior to the no. season. So have you started to, uh, you know, get on Expedia wherever you shop for your flights and start booking? Uh, uh, I haven't looked at flights yet. All right. Still too early. Those are all reserved like a, like months in advance. I try gotcha. to figure out any which way and get them all and then just cancel them as teams get knocked out. Yeah. I think you're headed to Dallas. I think it's going to be Dallas yeah. and Philly, so it'll be crisscrossing yeah. the country. Yeah. We'll see. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Matt, we'll talk with you next Tuesday. Uh, perhaps there's a game that night, because that would be game sevens, I want to say, correct? I think it is. Uh, they wouldn't be on the same day. No, but one of them would. One of there's going to be. One of them would be. There would be if we get to that point. I don't. It's not trending in that direction, obviously. Matt, thanks yeah. for popping on. Appreciate. It. We'll talk with All you right. next week. Thank you, Matt Snyder. All right. Take care. Yep. Good to talk to you. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. It'd be the NLCS Game 7 would be happening on Tuesday night. We'd be coming off a Monday night with a Game 7 with the Astros and the Rangers if it played out that way. And that's going up against Vikings and Niners. Is that going to be a good game? Yeah, because the Niners, they want to bounce back, I think. I I believe that. Um, U.S. Bank, tough place to play. Mm-hmm. They'll be doing their stupid clap. I wonder what... Skull! I wonder what kind of uh, attendance will like come from Iowa with the Purdy factor. Oh, yeah, there'll be a few. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. By the way, did you see this fight last week? Mm-hmm. This, this uh, hockey fight? No, I did not. Holy mackerel. This might be the best one of the best fights I've ever How seen. How about October, uh, hockey until October? Until no, April. but this is, this is a problem. This was just two guys standing Your in the center. Your Jets stunk last night. I told you they weren't oh, going last night. Oh, God. They're terrible. Hellbrook was brutal. Awful. He's been that way the whole year. He signed his contract, and he's just been a sieve. Straight cash. Yeah. he um, Gets to do contacts or something with that money. I don't know. Woo. Pulled a Russell Wilson. That's what he did. Pulled the wool over the franchise's eyes. Time for another $1,000 NIL opportunity. <laughs> Head to kxno.com right now. You can enter this nationwide contest by inserting the keyword cash. Cash at kxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000. The keyword this hour for that NIL money is cash at kxno.com. Another opportunity, well, opportunities all afternoon long with Murph and Andy and then right into the drive from 3 to 6 with Heather and Sean. Miller and Condon back with David Kaplan. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. For a limited time. Guys, are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it. Lasts a lifetime. Joined by Dr. Heidi Bell with Elite Eye Care. It's football season. Concussions always a big topic. This year, two to three million sports-related concussions will occur, and about half of those go unreported. Two out of every ten high school students will suffer a concussion. The most important part is following through with your doctor, but the recommendations are different than they used to be. At Elite Eye Care, we can diagnose and treat the post-concussion visual symptoms that typically exist. That's Dr. Heidi Bell with Elite Eye Care, with locations in Waukee, Tuanakini, and the newest location in Norwalk. 800 bets off.
Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's head to Chicago. He's David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Hello, Cap, Trent, and Ken. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day. I'm sitting outside. Just had coffee and some scrambled eggs and ready to rock and roll with you guys. Uh, good to talk to you and can't wait. So let's, uh, obviously the Kyle Schwarber, the, the playoff run that he's on right now, the home runs that he's hitting right now have everybody's attention and, you know, Cubs fans are going back, oh, we should have kept him and, you know, as you think back to it, Cap, the the group that uh, the core players, the Baez, the Rizzo, the Bryant, the Contreras uh, and, and the Schwarber, if you will, uh, he had to be pretty far down the list at the time, right? I mean, obviously Rizzo, I would think, would be number one. Oh, I got to keep Rizzo. If you could only keep one, let me have Rizzo. Some would want Baez just because he's so gifted uh, as a shortstop. Um, but I think that, that that's flipped a little bit, right? I mean, Schwarber, I know the latest is always the greatest, but um, Cubs fans, if they could only have one and had to vote today, would it be Schwarber that they would have kept? 10,000%. And they, everyone's having fun at my expense, and that's cool. When you make a hot take or you take a stance like I am want to do, I'm not that vanilla guy. Well, he's good, and he's good. no. I always, you know. Otherwise, why would you want me on if I wasn't right. willing to give my unfiltered opinions? I called him a beer league softball player, yeah. <laughs> and he actually has referenced that in an interview. Yeah, there's a guy I know in Chicago <laughs> who calls me a beer league softball player. That's funny. Now. I could stick to that saying, that guy hit 198, mm-hmm. but he also hit 46 bombs. He also has a weighted runs created plus where he's way above league average. So people who are caught up in the old school batting average, they don't get it. The people that see the new way of looking at things, Kyle Schwarber is a damn good baseball player. Another component to that, we touched on this earlier, Cap, was we didn't know that the DH was coming. Or at least at the level that we've seen it. And obviously, in hindsight, you keep him around. But though he improved it as a defender, he was still certainly a minus out there. And you wonder, with his size and how much bigger he was going to get and what kind of defender he was going to be. It is hindsight here, but knowing what we know now, there's no doubt Schwarber as a DH, knowing that was coming to the NL, that would have been more of a no-brainer, right? Oh, God. If, and they knew it, it had nothing to do with, is the DH going to stay? Is the DH leaving? The fact of the matter is when the pandemic hit, the Cubs lost a fortune mm-hmm. of money yep. and more than most, and they decided we're going to cut payroll. So Kyle Schwarber's whatever, $8 million, $9 million salary for the next year, we're going to decline that option and we're going to cut him loose. In hindsight, a totally stupid decision, just ridiculously dumb, short-sighted, because you're the Cubs. As soon as the pandemic clears, you're going to be printing money again. Mm-hmm. But they had a short-sighted look at it, and that's why he plays for Philly now. How much did the marquee network and the fact that they tried did they not launch marquee during the pandemic? Wasn't that the first year for that? Yeah, it was very good. The yeah. last season that I did the Cubs. 2019, right. and that was the last year of the NBC Sports Chicago contract. That was a 15-year deal. It expired, and then Marquee started in 2020. Well, you know, you have the cost of starting a new network. You have the guaranteed dollars, which I think, if my memory is correct, the Cubs were bringing in 
about half a million dollars a game for the 80-some that were on cable. WGN, ABC7, remember they were all over different networks. Mm -hmm. Those are not cable channels. Those are over-the-air channels that you can get through your cable package. Those pay pennies compared to what a deal like NBC Sports Chicago gives you. And so by starting their own channel and making it cable, they got money for every subscriber. The big problem was they didn't get a deal done with Xfinity throughout the entire spring training and into the season. That's millions of dollars that they lost. They still are not on YouTube, I believe. I don't know Mm. if they're on Hulu. Like They don't have the reach that NBC Sports Chicago has. So all that money and the pandemic and a team that was rebuilding again, that's why Kyle Schwarber is not here. Speaking of money, what kind of money do you anticipate the Cubs are going to spend? How freewheeling are they going to be? The apple of everybody's eye is Shohei Otani. But short of that, what are we looking spending-wise for the Cubs this season? I think they're going to be one of the most active teams in the offseason because they're ready to take the next step. But I don't think that this is a team that will indiscriminately just go out and buy everybody they can possibly get. Jed likes to call it intelligent spending. The fan base goes, that sounds like you're cheap to me. I think it's smart. Like, Dansby Swanson, they paid a lot to, 177 for, I want to say, eight years. Okay, Dansby Swanson's not a star. He's a really, really good baseball player. He's one of the best offensive shortstops in the game. He's one of the best leaders in your room in the game. And he's an okay offensive player. What do he hit, 250, 248, 20-plus home runs? He's a really good addition. But if you want to take the next step, tell me the guy other than potentially Suzuki or Bellinger. And Bellinger's not on the roster anymore. He's a free agent. Right. So give me the guy that you look at and go, that guy would hit in the top four in Atlanta. Suzuki <laughs> over Riley mm. and over Acuna and over Albie. Like, maybe if he's the guy he was the last almost three months, mm-hmm. is Bellinger the guy who fell off in September? Is he the guy that had two bad years before that? Or is he the guy that was amazing for five months? So they need a star. And I'm hoping they either sign Otani or trade for Juan Soto or go get Pete Alonso. Wow. But, you know. There's a lot of questions there. What do you have to give up? What do you have to pay? Yeah, indeed. And it sounds like the Cardinals are going to be very aggressive as far as trying to, uh, you know, build a pitching staff. Cap Sonny Gray, maybe, or Nola seems to be on their wish list. So should be fun to watch those two Cubs and Cards go after each other uh, during the offseason. Who do you like right now before we switch to football? If, uh, you know, both series are two zip, Rangers in the driver's seat, Phillies look as though they're going to um, knock the D backs. I still think we're in for a Good series in the American League. Who right now, Cap, uh, is is the Phillies the, the team right now in your mind? Yeah, if I had to make a bet, I don't know what the odds are. Last I looked a couple days ago, it was plus 140. I would bet the Philadelphia Phillies are winning the World Series. Uh, we'll see. I do think the Astros will beat the Rangers tonight. Yeah, I, I just too. can't believe Houston's going down feebly. Max Scherzer's coming back. That guy's a beast. They thought he was out for the year. Not going to pitch nine innings to throw 150 pitches, but I think he's going to keep you in the ball game. And I just think there's a lot of thump there. Texas is good. I like Texas. I picked Texas. Before the playoffs, I said Texas and Atlanta. Atlanta's gone. 
Texas is rolling. But I do think tonight it's Atlanta. But I do think Philadelphia is your World Series champ. Over to the Bears as they fall again, dropping the record to 1-5. and five. A series of miscues on both sides. Those are two bad football teams playing Sunday <laughs> against each other. But obviously the big story is Justin Fields. And A, the Bears have to figure out, did what we see the previous two weeks before last weekend, is that a mirage or is that a sign of things to come? Where is he with the hand injury and how quickly they need to get him out on the field to see what they have in their quarterback? He's out. He's not going to play. He's not practicing today. He's listed as doubtful. There's no chance he's playing on Sunday. They signed Trace McSorley to the practice squad so that they can have three quarterbacks on Sunday, and that was done because Justin's not going to play. Now, I watch the, I watch the All-22 every week. I pull up screenshots. We run them on my uh, Bear show that I did last night, again, with Waddle and Olin Krutz every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock on my Recap, R-E-K-A-P, YouTube channel. And watching Justin the other day, he was horrible. Horrible. The first play of the game, I don't know if you guys watched it, the first play of the game, Justin drops back, and he gets blindside sacked on an unblocked rush end. And all you have to do is turn the tape on. You can watch it for free. Just bring up the replay. First play, freeze it. Count the number of Minnesota defenders at the line. It's six. Count the number of offensive linemen for the Bears. It's five. How in your third year do you look and go, oh, oh, we're good? How do you not look and go, uh-oh, they got one guy unblocked here. Either take a timeout, I know it's the first play, or how about getting the ball out really quick, throw it in the dirt, reset, and live to fight another day. Instead, he gets annihilated on play one. That is 100% on the quarterback. Hmm. Did you see, I think it was what might have been Cody Whitehair blocking air and then eventually started to block his own guy <sighs> as the defensive tackle ran right by him untouched. Did you see that uh, that uh, tweet, Cap? I, I did. So I asked Olin Cruz, who played 13 years in the league. Yeah. He said that blocking assignment was correct. Really? Said, they were all supposed to block to the right. That was a shift of the line right. And he just didn't have anybody in his area. Gotcha. He did not. But he said, because they zoom it in and make him look like a fool, this meme is out there like, what an idiot. (laughs) Now, you want Cody White here snapping the ball? I don't. They have got to get that fixed. And that falls on the GM, who I've told you, I like Ryan Poles. I think he's done some good things. He's made some mistakes, like Chase Claypool. How you came into the season and your center position is this inept, that's absolutely awesome. So the backup quarterback is Tyson, how do you say his name, Bajent? Tyson Bajent. Bajent. Secret Bajent Man, as they're calling him here. The Secret Bajent Man, all right. What do we expect from Secret Bajent Man going forward, Cap? Well, if you go back and, you, and when you're watching the tape, fourth quarter, he drops back, he throws a seam route between three defenders to D.J. Moore, who catches it, gets blasted and hangs on that's the first time this year that i remember justin or bajan or any bears quarterback throwing a deep seam route they hit cole Komet on one seam when the coverage broke down for the other team uh in i think in the denver game but justin won't try that throw he absolutely will not bajan right on the money and mm. guess what on the play justin dislocated his thumb i put my stopwatch on from the time the ball touches his fingers on the snap 
till the time he breaks his or dislocates his thumb on the ground, 6.19 seconds. Tom Brady says you can't hold the ball more than 2.5 to 2.7. On the deep 22-yard gain to D.J. Moore, Bajan from fingertip to release, 2.16. Tell me how an undrafted Eesh. Division II rookie knows that rule and Justin doesn't in his third year. Not good. <laughs> Wrapping up in a spot that I figured I wouldn't do until April, the Blackhawks. What? A little fun start here. I've I flipped it on a couple of times just to to see the spectacle of the young guy in Bedard. Well, what uh what has it been? What's the buzz been like there in Chicago for October it's hockey? NBC Sports Chicago ratings off the charts. It's unreal. Off the charts. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I had I did not do recaps. Uh, since I started the channel on the Blackhawks. I'm like, they're horrible. Nobody cares. Right. We decided with Bedard here, we're getting 2,000 Hawk fans a night watching wow. these recaps, and we they, most <laughs> people don't even know we're doing them yet. Right. So, yeah. So, love all any and all of your listeners to subscribe. It's free. Uh, give us uh, How do we find it one more time, Cap? R-E-K-A-P on YouTube. Recap on YouTube. Free subscription, and there's a billion videos I put up every day. Good stuff, David Kapper. We will talk with you next Wednesday. Thanks, Kapper. I look forward to it. Have a great day. Yep. See you, buddy. David Kaplan joining us from Chicago. We're sponsored by our friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa, centurionstoneofiowa.com. That's the website. You can check it out. You'll see all the different product they have, interior, exterior, stone veneer. they got a premier selection of stone veneer. Not going to find anybody else that has more of uh, that available and the quality that they do. You can see some of the testimonials. But visit them for yourself. The showroom is 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, Project inside, outside, showrooms 8 to 5, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 4 on Fridays. And they are open on Saturday mornings from 8 until noon. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Cappy Dunn, Circa Next, Play of the Day, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful. Because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now we have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at Wolf Roofing. If you have a low interest rate on your property and a lower tolerance for tenants, then you have two choices. Sell it and say goodbye to a great investment or keep it. Hold on to that rate and let the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse manage it for you. Why hire Renner's Warehouse? Because we free you to do the things you love, like take a vacation, have dinner with your family, or acquire more properties to achieve more financial independence. You already know that renting delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. Renner's Warehouse also frees you from finding tenants, collecting rent, and handling those annoying 3 a.m. maintenance calls. The choice is yours. Sell your property, keep DIYing everything, or hire Renner's Warehouse to get the best of all worlds. You're free to cancel within 90 days and even get your management fees back. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528- 1227. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. 
right, Miller Condon, welcome back. Final couple of minutes here on a Wednesday. Murph and Andy, top of the hour. The Drive with Heather and Sean from 3 until 6. Uh, no Fantasy Show goes tonight. Tyler Allen, Nathan Fisher and company. They begin at 7. Uh, Trent, you've <laughs> got some pay- plays of the day. There's, what, two football games, one baseball game? What are you betting? Yeah, couldn't get anywhere. Well, Stay away from hockey. Yeah, staying away from hockey. Definitely that no preseason NBA. Haven't got that sick yet. <laughs> right. Didn't say I didn't look, but yeah, I didn't right, get there. Right. I, didn't, I didn't get there. All right, so we got two baseball props. First, you talked me into it. Matt Snyder talked me into it. We're taking the under on Max Scherzer. You had that right. 12.5 is the number. Mm-hmm. Right now, it is up at DraftKings at minus 125. This is something Circa's a little bit later getting to. We talked about that with Mike Palm. He talked a little bit about this market. In fact, we'll talk more about this market. I think it's so intriguing. You can catch us inside the numbers over on Mediacom, our television show that's dedicated completely to sports wagering. Yardar Alvarez, over one and a half total bases. Well, he's going to circle him with his... At one point, you would think. Plus 135. A double. That's you all win. it takes. Two right. singles. One off the wall. A, yes, please. Plus 135 mm-hmm. on that one. And give me the Stros plus 120. I think that's the team, and everybody's yeah. on the Stros Trent. That's the only thing that makes that's me kind of tap the brakes a little bit, right? And give me the Yaggies tonight. New Mexico State and Jerry Kill. They are a two and a half point favorite against UTEP on the road. We go right back. Boy, Conference USA, that league sucks. That was some bad football last night. It's tough to watch. Um, All right, that's going to do it for us. Appreciate you being here with us. Uh, Tomorrow we'll have Sipple, we'll have Lee Sterling, a couple other things we're working on as well. Murph and Andy in six minutes to drive Heather and Sean three to six. Morning Rush tomorrow at six. We're Miller and Condon weekdays 11 to 1, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXN.